Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. All right, it is once again hit the books time here, part of the Hammer Betting Network, alongside the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Joey Kanish. I'm merely Brad Powers. Can't believe we are heading in towards week six of college football already. But before we talk week six and the big matchups for the upcoming weekend, we're going to first recap week five, who impressed us, who didn't. And first and foremost, we always start off each and every hit the book show talking NFL, not college football, because we got to talk the most exciting team in all of football, Mr. Kanish's Detroit Lions. What's Detroit happening? Detroit action, baby. I mean, that's what, you know, 56, 43, that's the kind of games we're playing. Um, I, I know there's half the team is injured. They're still going out there. I will say, though, uh, I think my um, – my, my division and, uh, you know, the, the, those dreams are dying very fast because yes. uh, that wasn't one you could really lose there if you're a 42. I don't, I, I feel like, you know, does Brad Powers able to play defensive end because there's nobody on the defense. Now there's like four NFL players on the entire defense. Uh, so, yeah, it's, um, it was a struggle. Uh, I'd, I'd be lying if I didn't have a little Seahawks uh, over after I saw some of those injury reports. Uh, yeah, that. Um, but I mean, they're, they're not. They're still trying. I mean, their offense is fun. At least if you're going to lose, uh, be entertaining. So uh, I mean, they're watchable. I'll give them that. But uh, yeah, it, it's very fastly dissolving into a uh, a year where um, we're, we're probably we're probably starting to focus on the draft here in a couple of weeks. Yeah, can you get by uh, Mr. Zappy this week? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, 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 is there any downgrade from Jones to Hoyer to Zappy? Because I tell you, I, I don't know if there's uh, much of a dog. I, I will uh, potentially have a little Patriots look there. But, um, yeah, I, I, don't, I mean, this team, the injuries are just, for a team that doesn't have a lot of quality depth. Um, I mean, we've seen this with a couple of college teams where, um, I mean, it, you, you have a few key players go down. You don't have anybody left. Nobody else. Nobody left. So, yeah, it's going to be, uh, I mean, at least until they get healthy, um, they, it's going to be a struggle. We might have a bonus best bet at the end of this show because two and a half on the Patriots isn't too bad. At home, are you kidding me? Uh, I know this is a college show, but, yeah, that, that's I pretty mean, enticing as far as I'm concerned. I'm not going to try and talk you up. It. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, more on that if we can't get to enough college best bets uh, before the end of the show. And speaking of college best bets, let me tell you, Mr. Kanish is on fire. Yeah, I mean, I'm bringing, I mean, pretty soon they're going to have to fire me. I'm bringing up the rear. I went two and three. You went three and oh, leading the way. We're 18 and 10 combined so far this season. That's not too shabby. Most important game of last weekend was our little head-to-head and you took it to me like you wouldn't believe you took the dookies we're not talking college basketball we're talking football 
and they embarrassed Virginia. Now, I'm all about getting the best of the number. I ended up, you know, taking three and a half and whatnot, but it didn't matter. Uh, Duke hammered Virginia, and I tweeted this out. And I'm surprised people came to the defense of Tony Elliott after I tweeted it. Are you kidding me? This guy sucks. I mean, if it doesn't show you the what coaching can do for your program in just one year. Last year, Virginia won 48-0. This year, both teams make a different, you know, coaching hire. Duke makes a good one. Virginia makes a really bad one. Both teams return basically the same amount of experience. And, I mean, two programs completely heading in opposite directions. So, Tip of the cap to you once again, Mr. Knish, 2-0 against me, probably 3-0 after the SMU-UCF debacle coming up here on I Wednesday. Was, I was going to say, the reschedule, I was going to, you know, take that one there on the reschedule, but, uh, you know, I guess we'll, we'll keep it We'll keep it pending. Uh, nah, we'll but, keep it pending, man. We don't, Hey, it was pending. We fired in the bets. It's not like we're getting a refund here. I mean, <laughs> I think most books, are. it's action, isn't it? I mean, no, unless you... I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I will uh, – I will say that, I mean, you look at last year's Clemson offense under Tony Elliott and what they've gone from at Virginia, and I know they lost some players, um, and the, but their offensive line back. and their ski is just a disaster. And that, and that was the major issue with Clemson last year is the offensive line all the year was just disorganized uh it couldn't get and it's it's like it's carried over it just this get a toxic cloud that's followed tony elliott uh from clemson over to virginia uh and i know they were in a pinch with the bronco mendenhall i and but for me i i, I this is one of those where, where you, you just saw with colorado with carl drill if you if you know you've struck it the best thing you can do if you've got one of these coats is to cut the cord as yep. soon as you can i would be a one and done for tony elliott because there was nothing I've seen on the field in recruiting any of that 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 makes me want to say that this guy uh, is someone who can carry the program anywhere. So um, I don't know. I don't know if he'll do it. I know Virginia isn't the you know they have the, the biggest football. They've got academic standards and all that. Um, it's not the easiest place to win, but they are brutal. Um, and with a team that returned a lot on offense and is now um, I mean got beat down by Illinois, now they're losing to Duke, and uh, so. Yeah, that's that's an ugly situation there, year one for Mr. Elliott. I see in, in the chat people are commenting about South South Alabama winning again. I'll tell you what they didn't do. They didn't cover. I mean, that was one of our best bets. So that was unfortunately a loser for old Brad Powers. I got greedy. You mentioned it. Mr. South Alabama said you really want to lay more than a touchdown on the road. And they give up a big drive at the end uh, that, that you know seals their fate. They win and but you- not cover. I will so. say, um, I, you know, look, if, if I'm looking at that game objectively, I thought they were the significantly better team in that game. They went, they had a lot of like trouble finishing off drives. They kind of settled for some field goals there. Um, and then kind of a classic late, you know, Louisiana where you're getting a bit of a sweat. Um, and then, and then, hey, I mean, they did execute to get the field goal down the stretch. Uh, I loved, I don't know if people were watching this game, uh, like they, they were playing like, EDM house music to ice the kicker in between, like while the while South Alabama was going to kick the winning field goal, they had like some like uh, like BPM going in the in Lafayette, Louisiana. I didn't even know they know this that music existed. So yeah, that uh, I mean, it, it, it was a kind of a wild one. Um, I don't totally think that was uh, uh, the wrong side, but yeah, I one agree. of those just uh, you know games that that got kind of mucked up, and South Alabama left them hang around, and then. You know, they score a touchdown at the end there. So, um, however, 
if you if you join the show on some of these South Alabama futures, um, I I think they're going to win. I mean, I, I, it would be uh, without a key injury. I think they're going to roll through that division uh, in the Sun Ooh, Belt. Troy's looking good. I think. I will, yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Troy is uh, is, is been playing well. Um, but I think they're 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 the best team in that uh, in that count. Uh, maybe what, what's your minutes. what's your high mark on that? You got uh, conference title odds? What'd you get? Fifty to one. In the summer, there was one place at fifty to one, uh, but it's mostly twenty and twenty five. So uh, yeah, the, the Jags we're sitting pretty on some nice Jags numbers. Let's speak about some teams that impressed us before we always go to the negative. We'll talk positive first. I'll tell you a team that impressed me: Wake Forest. I was already impressed with what they did against Clemson the week prior, a game that they easily could have won outright, a game that they faded them and was stunned. And then they picked themselves off the mat, go on the road to Tallahassee where they're a touchdown underdog, and we're clearly the better team basically from start to finish, at least after the 7 nothing uh, deficit for them. Uh, they mentioned during the broadcast, 43 players are either seniors, fifth-year guys, or sixth-year guys because of the COVID year. I mean, that was a team that handled their business, very mature, um, their head coach is very meticulous. Uh, he's very cerebral. I mean, Wake Forest really impressed me. Any other teams that impressed you? There was a few of them, I thought, on Saturday. You know, I, I tell you, I thought Clemson, uh, you know, in a game that that I, I had some uh, some NC State um, at, at good prices, um, they just – there was never a moment there outside of the first quarter where I was like, 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 NC State can't drive down the field. Like, they got that one, you know, battle when they were down 17, kind of garbage time TD at the end there to make it look a little more respectable. They got manhandled. Uh, I, I thought Clem, I mean, they just all night, NC State couldn't, they, no explosive. Like, there was just never a threat. Felt very comfortable. Felt, felt very, uh, you know, Michigan, Iowa, where even though the score was somewhat yeah. in the balance, you never felt like NC State was a legitimate uh, shot to win that game in the second half. And I'll tell you, the Clemson offense is growing a little bit. The def- I mean, the defense, I think they have the best front seven in the entire country, especially the best defensive line. Um, right. I, I, here's what I, here's what I want to throw back at you. Do, is there any, because the ACC, I, think they're, I don't think they're going to lose a game. Is yeah. there any, you know, I've seen some 16 to one out there, some that with the, the top three looking a little more vulnerable, uh, any sprinkle on any Clemson national title futures uh, at any? Does that interest you at all? Because I, I gotta admit, I looked. I didn't fire. I did look around after that one um, to see what was the best available. I fired in the summer, sixteen to one. Okay, I thought they were the fourth team. Now, all due respect to your Michigan Wolverines, obviously, I, I, I still have Michigan four now. I think Clemson five in my power ratings, but you know. Clemson doesn't have to go on their own play at Ohio State. So, right, right. Uh, yeah, I, I did fire in the summer because I thought there was at least a chance that they bounced back after one off year. Uh, I thought they were the best team in the ACC. And, I mean, they've beaten two of their prime contenders already in the books. Uh, so, we'll see. Uh, they got to go to South Bend. That'll be a key game. I mean, they'll be favored. And I bet Clemson game of the year lines there. Uh, so, yeah, right now I, I'm pretty comfortable with Clemson. Uh, not that they're going to win it. I still think that there's clear three clear-cut teams uh, at the top, but Clemson and Michigan are definitely separating themselves as probably the next two best teams in the country. Uh, other teams that uh, impressed me, Illinois' defense uh, basically went out, Bielema went out and fired uh, one of his <laughs> predecessors basically at Wisconsin. Goes to Wisconsin, it's his homecoming. Oh, yeah, by the way, I think Knish had a best bet on Illinois in that game. 
Uh, we might have told you easy. that there wasn't much separating those two, and I was wrong. There is a bunch. Illinois is way better than Wisconsin. They absolutely yeah, they were. threw it down on them. They might, I, I can't, they might win the West. Uh, I mean, I, I like it's it's open, and I know. I mean, it, it's one of those where they, they can probably win any game or lose any game on the schedule, but they they hammered them. Um, and two yards rushing for Wisconsin. Two that, for Wisconsin that is that is unreal. But I will tell you, I think. I mean. To me, I, I totally agree. Paul Christ has been the the thorn in the side to Wisconsin for a little bit. I mean, it's been a Jim Leonard defense that that's kind of been right in that ship uh, with them, you know, running the ball. Now they can't run. He hasn't developed anybody at quarterback. That was his thing, developing quarterbacks. They've had they got Graham Merchant. He looks worse than he did when he first got on campus. Yep. Um, so I think making the move to Jim Leonard now and kind of see some things that they want him to succeed. He should be the guy. He's the guy that's that built that defense younger can probably recruit better and then you can hire somebody in to help modify that offense and get rid of the Paul Chris tension there um so I actually I like that move a lot I think Leonard uh you, he was a guy who you didn't want to let leave you give him the coach job um and I mean I I think he's going to be the full-time guy there without a doubt yeah I mean you know previewing this week a little bit I did bet Wisconsin released Wisconsin is one of my fair plays. That's not all interim coaches are created equal. This is a job audition, folks. Uh, Leonard has a chance to get the full-time gig. So I wasn't, I know I'm not a big guy laying points with Wisconsin's stodgy offense against a Northwestern team that prefers the underdog role. But this was one where anything under 10, our, our friends at ProLine still have it at nine and a half there. They're a little slow to the party. Uh, if you can find it, that's where the bet, folks. Uh, anything under 10 on the Badgers. Uh, other team that impressed me. And we'll be talking more about uh, this team later in the show, but UCLA beating Washington on Friday night. I did not think UCLA had it in them. I still have my doubts about the Bruins, but kudos for them for outright beating Washington in a game that they pretty much controlled after, you know, the, the opening, uh, you know, drive or so for Washington. UCLA was a better team. That's a team that impressed me. Any, any other teams before we get to the negative? I, I mean, I, I was – Dorian Thompson Robinson's I think best game versus a real opponent in college. Uh and I think by my he looked he was early in that game and man, he just looked locked in and focused and he was screaming at his teammates. Uh and just like he you he had a sense about him in that game, uh, that they were ready for that one. And and you know, not a not a you know, you don't usually equate uh, like a Chip Kelly team with uh, you know, a physicality and determination, but they they kind of laid it on him. Um and especially on defense, uh, with again UCLA not known for uh, you know a defensive team, but they they were uh, they kind of they can, were the more physical team. Uh, and I agree. I don't know that this should be a I, you know when you have the question can anyone stop Utah? I, the top of the Pac-12 is pretty you know like and again I I would say Utah's the you know the best of that bunch, but by you know it, it's the, the slimmer margins though who you know would i be surprised if they lost to UCLA this weekend no could they lose to oregon yes uh could they lose to usc you know so um i think the, this is the best rendition of the that we've mentioned on the show a few times like the pac-12 has got some uh legitimate teams this year and for the first time in a while so um yeah that that i i don't know i, I wouldn't um you know, be lining up. I know there was some early Utah money. I did not partake in that. Uh, and that'll be kind of just a, uh, oh, especially now that it's actually now that it's, it's crossing four and a half there. Uh, um, I'm, 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 but probably would lean towards the UCLA, but I haven't fired on it, but um, oh, yeah. maybe we'll get a head to head there. Cause I am the you steam. You get some early Utah. Utah? 
Yeah. Well, I mean, put this in perspective, and I said this. I mean, last week, Washington's laying three at UCLA. I get it. UCLA is a better team. you got to upgrade UCLA from that performance. But are you kidding me? One week later, a Utah team, you know, it was three, three and a half. If you're telling me on a neutral field, you know, Utah and Washington is close to pick them, I'd have a bet my life situation on Utah. Utah's a better team, at least three points, if not more. So I, I – I'm going to go with Utah, but we'll see. I mean, UCLA did impress me, but I just, from a value aspect, anything under six for me, I, I like Utah. I am part of that steam. So if you want to go head to head with me, even at four and a half, and we can. I'll let that one marinate. I'm All not, right, you know, we'll talk, we'll talk more I'll, about that one I'll later. I'll let that one marinate a little bit. I don't want to, you know, I've got an undefeated record to protect you. I'm going to go with what I like a little better on there. So we'll keep it rolling. Let's talk teams that didn't impress us. Uh, Georgia, second week in a row, big-time struggles for them. In a game that you look at the box score, it says they should have won by more. But, man, I was watching a lot of that game. I mean, Missouri moved the football better than expected. Obviously, their kicker all of a sudden couldn't miss anything after he misses a chip shot, you know, basically extra point to win the game against Auburn the week prior. But this second week in a row, teams are able to move on Georgia. Stetson Bennett goes from – Ooh, Heisman may be darling to he is who he is. There's a reason why he was a walk-on, folks. Uh, yeah, they, they, I'm not saying that they're not a top three team in the country, but after Oregon, I was thinking this might be still the best team in the country. Now they're, they're showing holes. So I was not impressed with Georgia, who the market loved last week, bet them up to a 31-point favorite. And I'm not saying don't fade them this week. I actually like them this week against Auburn. I think they destroy Auburn, but – they are definitely showing some holes. Any teams that uh, you were less than impressed with? Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, uh, I said Georgia's not uh, the ability to to not stop the Missouri's rush game was was shocking yeah. to me. You know, I thought that would be you know kind of they even if it was one where they they didn't cover, it would be the you know a more more of a slog and you know a lot of punting back and forth or any of that. Missouri was, I mean, you know, they had a couple of you know long field goals there to to kind of add keep adding, but. They, they kept moving the ball on the ground in a game where I didn't think they would get anything out of the ground. So, yeah, that was uh, kind of a, you know, a red flag there for Georgia. I'll tell one a little off the radar, one of the brutal losses, uh, Fresno State. Uh, there you the go. UConn's first uh, Power 5 win since uh, – or uh, first uh, – since 2019. Um, they, that's a team that's relied so heavily. And I thought, uh, you know, fight the backup would be okay. That's one that – you know, that, that's a Jake Hayner-driven team. They're not – they're a team that needs to throw it around the park. Hayner, best QB in the Mountain West. They're one where – I mean, the Mountain West was already pretty wide open, and now if you're if you're subtracting Hayner – I don't know how – I know I believe it was a high ankle sprain. I don't know how long he's going to be out, but that's a rough loss there uh, to a UConn team that that was missing. You know, not obviously a team that doesn't have a ton of talent to begin with, and it's missing – was you know four or five key players there um so again now uh they're going to boise this week the boise's taking some money across the seven uh i saw this afternoon so i don't know that's one that you know was the conference favorite and i think deservingly so with hayner healthy now now yeah you, you, he's out and if if fight can't i mean they're a team that has to score uh to win so um man that mount west is is wide wide open well, I mean, Fresno's problem is, I mean, the Jeff Tedford retread hire was abysmal. I mean, really, really poor job. I mean, a little pull behind the curtain. I have one of my very best friends is very best friends with the decision maker. 
uh, as far as that hiring process. And I flat out, I gave him a couple names. I said, hey, here's a couple of FCS head coaches to look at. Uh, you know, the Weber State coach, Sacramento State coach, both guys won and blow out wins over FBS teams this year. And they decided to go for the retread. I mean, Tedford's not healthy two years ago. You know, he can't coach anymore. All of a sudden, now he can. It's a, a joke of a hire, and they're paying the price. So, you know, if he watches this show, so be it. I mean, that's my opinion. I'd say it to my say it to his face. So, uh, moving along, uh, one game in particular that was abysmal on both ends. I don't know if you caught any of this LSU Auburn game. Oh my God! Number one, I, I get an LSU came from behind on one, but the fact that you are if you look at the box score. How in the hell do you get outstatted that badly against a very bad Auburn team? That was a horrific look early on in the game for LSU. And then Auburn, how many chances are you going to have? I mean, I guess it's kind of, you know, fitting after they shouldn't have won the game against Missouri. They, they lose a game that they absolutely had no business losing the very next week against LSU. But missed field goals, turnovers, halfback passes inside the 10-yard line, horrific <laughs> turnovers and decision-making. That was a brutal watch. Did you catch any of that one? Yeah, you know what? I I, I tuned in. I uh, had to get it on one of the screens for the second half. I mean that that half back pass had me, uh, you know, cackling on the couch there. Uh, the getting <laughs> turnover. Uh, it was very like Brian Hart. I, I texted some people like Harson's in total like YOLO. He's going on like like bad offense. They're going on fourth and ten. They're going on fourth yeah. and eleven. They're just he just in the, like this like I who cares? My I know I'm getting canned, so we're just gonna go for it. Um. Yeah, I, I don't – and Brian, God, I, I don't know why th- these good things happen to awful people like Brian Kelly. Brian. I know. I don't man. know how that team is for and what – like, it is a team that, like, you know, after uh, the week one, you're like, is this team going to win four games all year? And now they're sitting at four and one. Um, but I think we will have a uh, a double hit the books uh, lock yeah. fade of that team coming up because uh, – uh, uh, Friend of the show might have steamed that the opposite way this morning and, and got some good numbers to, uh, for us very much. out there. Because um, I, I that, that again, we can uh, we'll get into it, but there, that is one that I like a lot. I'm with you, and it will be a double best bet. Hint, 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 wink, wink at the end of the show uh, involving LSU this week. So uh, that was a game I wasn't impressed with. I'll give you another team, Pittsburgh. Are you kidding me, Narduzzi? Oh what an idiot. Uh, man, losing to an interim coach, Georgia Tech is a three-touchdown-plus favorite outright. Not saying I'm totally stunned. He has one or two of these every single year. But, I mean, that was just inexcusable for, for Pittsburgh to lose that game against Georgia Tech. But uh, that was another big down arrow for me. Uh, let's talk. Unless you you got another team that uh, didn't impress you? Well, I'm going to say Oklahoma. Uh, I oh, mean, even though point. it was high on TCU uh, coming into the, the year, um, they don't have, you know, this, I saw some people when Gabriel went, they don't have a backup quarterback. So like if Gabriel, I don't know if he's going to, I mean, it, it, I don't know if he's going to go this week, but they are so dependent uh, on his production on offense um, where if, if they're, if they're stuck without him, um, that, that could get ugly. I guess you, you could be, you know, uh, tapping that head. I know that's got enough. There's a reason why I wore it. There's a reason why I wore it. <laughs> that could be, you know, um, uh, and again, it's it, it, <laughs> 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 Mikey V, uh, friend of the show. There, uh, I know he's enjoying the the Lincoln Riley uh, USC resurgence. But uh, yeah, I I don't I don't think they, they like this could be a disaster. I don't know how long he's going to be out. Hopefully, it's not too serious. But 
it could be a brutal season without him because uh, they weren't able to move the ball at all once he left the game. Their defense is just hemorrhaging. Yeah, and there's, I mean, Big 12's got some legitimate offenses they've got to face coming up. So, oh. yeah, uh, this might be a, uh, I don't know, uh, Ewers, it looks like he was close last week. We don't know if we'll see him this week, but this could be a, uh, a statement Texas is back week if, they, if there's no Gabriel and uh, Texas can house him in the Red River. Yeah, I mean, we might as well get into it. I mean, speaking of Oklahoma, Texas, uh, one of the biggest games this week, at least from, from uh, you know, prestige programs. You got Texas favored for the first time in the rivalry since 2009. I would say the early That's line incredible. movement is saying that, uh, obviously, Dylan Gabriel is probably more doubtful. I would say, I mean, it looked like a concussion. I'm not a doctor, but that's what it looked like. I would say with the Tua fiasco in the NFL, teams are going to be more cautious, trotting a guy out there after suffering, uh, you know, a, a concussion the week prior. So early money is on Texas. I agree with it. I'm a part of it. Uh, and I know it's their biggest favorite role, actually, going back to 2005 when Vince Young was a quarterback for him in this rivalry. But I think with the possibility of Gabriel not playing, and Ewers possibly returning. Not that Hudson Card's been terrible, but I mean, I do think this could be a statement win uh, for Sarkeesian and the program to get them saying that, hey, we're making some progress here. I know we had a hiccup against Texas Tech, but uh, yeah, I, I think Texas is a clear side that moving forward to, to week six. Another, I'll stay in the Big 12. Who in the hell would have thought college game day would be in Lawrence, Kansas in the middle of the season? But this week we have a ranked on ranked matchup, TCU at Kansas. Both teams in the top 20, believe it or not. Who, who would have had that on a bingo card at the start of the season? TCU took money. I'm a part of it. Uh, I think they're the right side here. I, You know, Kansas won and covered again last week, but I'm here to tell you, I mean, Iowa State's kicker missed three field goals in the game. I, I just, I mean, I was part of the Iowa State train last week and didn't get home. I'm hoping to, to get home this week. And I thought TCU was actually kind of Oklahoma in the second half of that game. I mean, if they wanted to score 70, I think that there was a possibility if they wanted to put the foot on the gas pedal there. They they took it off. uh, And and I think the fact that game day is there and Kansas is ranked says that they'll be focused for this game. Maybe, you know, after blowing out Oklahoma, maybe they're down a little bit. They're not as focused in practice this week. I don't think that's the case. So TCU for me. I mean, it's pretty much painted seven, except for our friends at ProLine. I mean, obviously, I would take the five and a half, but uh, at seven, that that's about where it should be. I'm not surprised that you know multiple people are on TCU today. What, what's your thoughts on the game? Yeah, yeah, I, I was trying to load up. Uh, you know, there were some early lines that were even shorter than the the five five and a half that came out. I was trying to hit the old kiosk run. Um, I agree with you. Uh, I'd even you know like grab that juice six and a half there. I, I'd even be okay with the cheap seven. Um, it's a house of cards at Kansas. And I, I, don't get me wrong. Incredible, incredible job of what they've done to turn this around and be at five and zero. Oh. But this is a, this is a next level of, of competition. There obviously super fortunate to win versus Iowa state. Um, yep. I, I think the bigger issue for me would be like, that, that's not a, I don't think it's a great Iowa state defense and the Kansas calling card has been, you know, the ability to run the ball um, and, and being able to make some explosive plays on the ground and that the fact that they got shut down there, you know, TCU is not going to be, you're, you're, you're not going to hold TCU, uh, you know, 10 points, 11 points, 13 points. They're going to be in the 30. So um, the only way Kansas uh, is even able to stay in this game is if they're able to, 
to put up a big number, uh, and I just don't see it. Uh, I think this uh, finally the the Jayhawk dream here here comes to an end. But um, yeah, I agree. Anything that that people can grab uh, the the juice six and a half. Uh, yeah, the, our friends are pulling on five and a half, even a cheap seven. Um, yeah, I think we can lock this in as a, uh, a best bet here because I, I think TCU is is probably going away. Um, I would be surprised if this was was a competitive game in the fourth quarter. Uh, it's been a great story, um, but this is a, a step up in class against a team that's absolutely rolling. And my God, Matt Duggan should have started the season. Get more, tell Morris to hit the transfer portal again. Because if I ever say, I know, I know he's healthy again. If Sonny Dex puts him back in, I'm gonna fly to Texas Christian University and say he's out. He should have never been the starting quarterback to begin with. He one half of, that half against Colorado. If you go Error. back to how bad Colorado's been, looks even worse now for how bad he's played. It's insane that Duggan wasn't the starter to begin with. He's absolutely crushing it. Um, and I, I think he's gonna take. The, I think he's gonna take him to a big. I think the Big Twelve championship game. Well, that, that had to be a situation. I mean, I can't, you know, say 100%, but it had to be a promise situation. You transfer, you'll start type of thing. I mean, thank God for TCU's sake that he got banged up because that was – you're right. You look at that Colorado performance. They couldn't do anything against Colorado in the first half. And, then, you know, Duggan comes in, they move the football. All the third string came in at the end of the game. He was moving up and yeah. down the field against Colorado. So <laughs> there we go. TCU for this week. Let's go to another big game where we have a quarterback injury here. I'm thinking the line's telling you something, and that would be a game that a lot of people were looking forward to at the start of the season. I don't think it's going to be a game now, but Texas A&M at Alabama, Alabama up to 24-point favorite. That's probably saying that Bryce Young's probably going to play. I know A&M's been terrible, and they've been steamed against uh, starting last week against Mississippi State, but that tells me that Young is going to play. Uh, I don't have a bet, particularly at 24. I think Alabama's the right side. I think if Saban gets an opportunity to put an extra score on, he will this week for considering what Jimbo said in the offseason about him. So I I didn't get to the window quick enough. I mean, I saw 20 on the openers. I, you know, it's one of those situations. I hit the button and said the line moved to 21 and a half. I didn't bet it. Maybe I should have. I did. 47 and a half was the total. I'm like, oh my God, this line is saying that, you know, Bryce Young's going to play. The total is not, though. So I, I did take over 47 and a half there. Did you bet the game at all? No, you know what? I, I was, um, you know, a little bit skeptical of the quarterback station on both sides. You mentioned Bryce Young. Uh, I don't know if Matt, I will tell you, one guy in the summer, and this is where uh, Joey K was, was wrong on, was I thought Haynes King uh, yeah. would come back and be, you know, he had some. Uh, explosive playmaker with his legs i thought he would you know take a step forward here he was the guy in the spring beat him out he's he's been awful i, I mean they made and don't get me wrong the jimbo offense is awful no matter who's playing quarterback yeah. but it was relatively better uh with max johnson in the controls i don't know if he's gonna play um and haynes came, oh my god he he came in um you know in the yard so he just he just was not in relative. I mean, he could not move the football. Um, and so if it's not, you know, that, that West coast, you know, lame ass offense run, at least Mac Johnson can execute it there. Uh, and he could, if he's not going to play, that is going to be a tall task for A&M uh, against a, a Bama defense and a Bama front uh, that, that, you know, was, was beating the hell out of Arkansas. So I don't know, you know, it's a Texas A&M, you know, now that the number's gone across 24, I wouldn't lay it now. Um, 
I, I just have trouble getting get into even if uh, you know if Max Johnson was playing and who was playing, I could get talked into a twenty four and a half here. If it's Haynes King, he just hasn't shown anything this year to be able to move the football and be one of those that are going to eventually wear down. Especially, um, I will say, if Bryce Young doesn't go, I might have to play. I might have to suck it and play Texas A and M. I agree. Have been better uh, against the run, and with Milrow, they're going to do want to be more rushing days. They're going to more run RP. I think that fits better to what Texas A and M can actually defend. Um, Bryce Young uh, does play, and then it's a then it's a no go for me. I would agree with you. Then then the, the Bama's aside. Are you live betting at all? I'm doing a bit of it. Um, you know, it's one of those where like you got so many different things on the screen uh, that. I'll try and partake if I see something, but you know what? It's usually got so much going on on Saturday, even trying to get down on pregame on other games yeah. that are happening that I can't get too much with the live. How about you? I've tried this year and I've tried to be like, keep it, you know, take emotion out of it, you know, just be very simple weather injuries and whatnot. I am literally getting my ass kicked. Like I'll give you an example, Alabama game. They're going to, I mean, Bryce Young gets her gets hurt. They're going into, what was it, 21 nothing, 28 nothing. I mean, past history tells you Saban, I mean, big lead. He's going to take the air out of the ball. He's up big. He's got a backup quarterback that can't throw as much. He's going to run. I bet the under. Not even close, man. Not even close. I mean, I just, I've been betting quarterback injuries and weather. I mean, just been getting my ass kicked. I know it's short sample size, but I'm not afraid to admit losers on here. And I, I almost don't want to do it anymore. It's just, it's so frustrating. But uh, I was wondering if you were do- doing anything with that regard. I, you're right. I mean, if Young doesn't play, 24 is too high with Milrow, even though he looks like Derrick Henry, I mean, at quarterback. He, died, I love, look, he came in. I was like, hey, this guy, guy looks like Cam Newton. look a linebacker playing quarterback. He looks yeah. like Cam's going to tackle this guy. But yeah, like yeah, a 4 4 40 too. I mean, it's unbelievable. 80-yard yeah. TD run there. But uh, you could tell his passing, you know, obviously it needed a lot to be developed. You know, there was some uh, um, just, you know, it, it was a little iffy. The timing was off there. And, you know, so the other thing, like Al- Bryce Young, before he got hurt, like the Alabama passing game was starting to kind of hardly like come along there. Um, you know, they were they're hitting some plays. Uh, so it's a little unfortunate that, at least for them, that, that he goes out there. Uh, I'm kind of shocked, as you said there, like, you're thinking, you know, he goes out. I'm shocked they still covered. Like after that, I punt, can't believe. Yeah, that they over, did. the punt goes over. The punter said he instead of trying to pick up, he just falls on it at the two. Like what are you? Yeah, what are you doing? It doesn't matter if you fall on it. They're gonna score. So yeah, I was a little, uh, you know, surprised at the result there. But Arkansas seems like, and that's another one. Uh, that game. I mean, Arkansas has been big. I can't believe how high that number's gotten. I know KJ Jefferson. Uh, the word is, I mean, we didn't have this on the outline, but word is KJ Jefferson might be out. Yeah, and Concussing. that is, the team's gonna yeah. they're gonna be, I would say in past years he would play with the two a thing. I'm saying he probably won't play. So if you're wondering why that's getting steamed against Arkansas, people have reached out and said KJ Jefferson might not play. So and um, they're they've been through like yeah, we talked, you know, like schedule and some of like their schedule. Yeah, I mean, this is the back end of just an insane stretch they've been on. Um where if you factor in now their defense in the second half, uh, I mean, that's a game if they're healthier and in a better spot, they might, might be able to pull the upset there once they get that turnover lot. They were just done. Like, they, their defense had nothing left at the end there. Yeah. Um, and compound that with the injuries they've had. 
Now you're going to go up against a Mike Leach air raid, possibly without Katie Jefferson against a good Cowbell defense. Um, this is one where it's like, if they don't have Jefferson, you might be looking at, they're just, they, they just don't have Thanks enough in them to compete. And you're looking yeah. at, regardless of like the number, even it's like, is there even a number where you would want to play Arkansas at any point? Um, because you could see, you know, a 20, 30 point. They just, they just have nothing left at this point. And then they're at BYU in elevation across the country next week. What boosters are getting the checks for these games? Who put this <laughs> schedule together? This is insane for an SEC team to go on, like, what they've put together this year. It's like, even if they were fully healthy, like, it's just, just absolutely brutal schedule spot. And still, and even a tricky game. I mean, they're scheduling not power five teams, but Cincinnati, they got Liberty coming up. Liberty's not going to be an easy game for Arkansas. I mean, who is, uh, you're right, who is putting that schedule together? I mean, you can't compete. You're already in the SEC West. Ridiculous stretch here for Arkansas. So that's something to keep an eye on uh, as far as line movement in that Mississippi State-Arkansas game. Speaking of BYU, we got to get to this game. Uh, They're in Vegas. Uh, I am in Vegas. Notre Dame BYU is a very important game. I mean, Marcus Freeman's kind of turned it around after you know losing to Marshall. I think this would be a game that could really turn it around for him if they somehow get the win here. And let's face it, I mean, Marcus says you know is in love with Notre Dame. I'm not, but I mean, the, the Irish up to three and a half, four in some spots. Oh my God, seven at bet. I was going to say, what, 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 what book is that? Uh, is, is that a pro line's cousin? Is that a pro line sister company? Uh, you know, like Canuck line or something? Jesus Christ, where, 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 you work for a Canadian company here. You started, they started getting all the lines coming out of anywhere. I'm going to see. I have, I'm going to see bet MGM and see if that's available. Cause I mean, are you kidding me? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, you plus seven, best bet. But I, I'm guessing that's a stale line. Yeah, I'm not um, sure what's happening on that, but I, I would agree. I mean, I will say the concern I have with BYU is Utah State came in with a backup quarterback, lined up, and ran the football all game against them. Yeah. Like, just lined up, handed it off. Legas was, a, you know, the backup quarterback for my Logan boys. Uh, Bonner out for the year, sadly. Um and they just, they just literally did like RPO handoffs for most of the game and were able to compete. And I'm just like, and it's like, um, you factor in BYU's offense. I don't know. I like, so they're, they're freaking, BYU is one of those teams with the injuries where like the, the guy warms up with like, uh, you know, I remember that Hawaii had the quarterback like coming in a fake jersey and like, had a fake. That's like a BYU thing where like everybody's running around in warm ups and like six of those guys don't play. Um, Cause like Poku Naku has been warming up for a month. He hasn't played in a. So I don't know which BYU skill guys and receivers are actually going to play. Um, but uh, that would be a big factor to me because their offense. Um, you know, I know Romney was back. He was a big fat, but yeah, they're they're also they're they're usually a better team in the trenches. And uh, you know, Notre Dame. I mean, Notre Dame's game plan against UNC is line up and run the ball. If they're able to do that against yeah. BYU, then uh, if BYU can't counter offensively, then and we'll see that. I know it was an early mark. I wouldn't play Notre Dame at this number now, uh, but I am a little concerned that the BYU, uh, in retrospect, is is a much much softer on defense than I thought. I agree with that. I think, I mean, the matchup could favor Notre Dame here, especially, I mean, watching that Utah State game. It wasn't just the Utah State game. I mean, it was a Wyoming game they struggled early on. Uh, you know, teams got after them running the football, and I think Notre Dame can do that. And we'll see on the other side of the ball. I thought Utah State had BYU's veteran offensive line confused. They couldn't block anybody. 
So line of scrimmage would be a major worry uh, if you're looking to bat BYU. But I agree with you. I think it's not cheap betting Notre Dame right now, laying more than a field goal. I, no, no. I, I'm a little surprised at that, but there was some steam on the Irish uh, earlier today. I did play BYU plus four and a half uh, against the Hall of Famers at the South Point. Hung uh, four and a half. I took <laughs> the BYU. legends. Yeah, <laughs> I took four and a half. I mean, my numbers. Come on, that's a little much. So, and, and I'll say this: Kalani Sataki is. I mean, he's going back to what he was three years ago, prior to the COVID year, where they can beat Tennessee and USC, lose to Toledo. I mean, when they are focused and dialed in, they look like a top ten team, and then the very next week they can, you know, look like a bottom ten team. So, uh, yeah, I. We'll, we'll see this week. I expect the best of BYU. Any other games catch your eye before we get the best bets here? You know, I'm going to be uh, a little interested to see uh, what happens here now in the Purdue, Maryland, because the Boilers, uh, a little bit of a shock there. I don't have a bet on this game yet. It's kind of traded back and forth. A uh, little bit of a shock upset there uh, against yep. Minnesota, which now – I, I got it's not a Purdue team I love coming into the year, but now you got they've got the Minnesota win. They've got a chance there if they win the right games to be a team that that could win the West. Um, I don't know why I'm fascinated with this uh, freaking uh, Big Ten West division. That uh, I, that is not a team that I I thought I didn't think they would win last week's game. I didn't think they you know coming into the year were really a live team, but now that they've got that Minnesota win in the bank, you've got Wisconsin falling apart. Um, if they can get the right wins here, uh, and including a, a winnable game this week at Maryland, um, I'm a little fascinated to see uh, see what happens there because it's a Maryland team that's also much improved. Uh, that uh, yeah. you know, it pretty much handled their business against Sparty. So that's when I have an eye on. I don't have a butt on. Um, Kentucky is another uh, South Carolina. Kentucky is another. Do you have any bet on this game? Because I've got um, the market has been uh, – there's a couple of games out there. It's the South Carolina-Kentucky game uh, and Old Miss-Dandy. Because last week the, the Old Miss team got, got crazy where there were some seven and a half there uh, for a minute. So uh, the, Kentucky's one, one of those – one of my best bet winners was Kentucky. That, and that's one of those where, like, I, I guess I'm not the – and I know – and I was a guy who was down on Kentucky of the year, one of my bigger regular season win positions – I, even though the market seems to be down on Kentucky and fading them, I'm not seeing it totally transition to the field where, where no. like they, they, it's just not, they're not that bad. I mean, they're, they've actually somewhat impressed me com, coming into what I thought they could be, even though it's not a team that wows you. Um, it, it, it's just a team that that's had better results. than I thought like a lot of the preseason stuff would indicate. I could have easily won that game outright last week. There was For opportunities sure. to be had there. So, I mean, they already won on their own and won in Florida. I mean, uh, to me, that's a good win. I, I know Florida's with the first-year coach, but still you go in the swamp, control that game. So, yeah, I, I've been impressed with Kentucky. I was with you. I bet them under a season win total. I thought I was in good shape there. I don't know now. South Carolina was a team I thought the market upgraded too much with Spencer Rattler. So, I mean, I haven't been in love with what I've seen from them. So, we'll, we'll see. Um, I did not bet that game. I was looking. I made 58 bets on Sunday. I didn't. That was one game I didn't bet. So uh, that was one where I thought 10 sounded about right. Uh, we've seen a little bit of money actually come on Kentucky so far. So Mark Stoops is going on this like this Bill Snyder run of like not having the most, but like he's just covering. Like he's a, he's an ATS guy, like where that like even the, even though the market might not say it and the roster they have might not say it, that that they're he's, 
finding a way that, you know, they played kind of an uglier brand of football. So obviously I'm not somebody that likes uh, laying the, you know, a double digits with the Kentucky team, but I think South Carolina is fucking terrible. Like I, 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 <laughs> I'm looking for, I've wanted reasons to fade Kentucky in a lot of spots. Obviously I ended up backing them with you last week. Once it crossed over seven, I couldn't get in. It's another one where I, I can't, I, I, I just am not in a spot here where I wanted to fade him. So maybe some, some matchups down the line, but um their team that's probably going to win nine games. The guy that's I had a big position under eight and a half. I, I have trouble seeing them not getting the nine at this point. So, um, yeah, that, that's one thing. I'm just a little confounded at the uh, the movement on some of these UK games. Uh, in uh, comments, cap wise, thoughts on New Mexico money line? I'm not there yet. Even though I I hate Wyoming, they've exceeded my expectations uh, this season. I've I've lost some bets against uh, Wyoming. I can tell you I saw New Mexico in person last week. I cashed a ticket with New Mexico. Yep. Man, are they – I mean, they're pitiful on offense, man. They blew a 17-point lead against UNLV. They do some things defensively with Rocky Long that are okay. They're fundamentally sound, but they don't have players. I, I just – sure, at three and a half, I would certainly lean their way there, plus three and a half, but it, it's just a lean for me. I – I just think Wyoming's a little bit better than them. They play similar styles. I did you get to the window on that? I'll tell you what, I did get to the window on this game. My, I bet they're over 36 and a half. I know it's an extremely low total, and I know New Mexico's offense sucks, but I just I when I see extremely low totals, I fire over. Because I mean you need in college football, you need no turnovers. I think New Mexico's capable of turning the ball over. And actually, Wyoming has been a little bit better offensively than I expected and a little bit worse defensively than I expected. So I did play over 36 and a half in this one. Did you play this one at all? I haven't played it yet. I will say, I again, I, I thought why I was a grief. Like, I thought Wyoming was just going to be absolutely miserable coming into the year. This is a matchup, though, that, that favors what they do. I mean, they were a team like Air Force. They're able to go up against the triple option and shut it down. Um, they... They've struggled against teams like, uh, you know, like a Tulsa, a defensively like a San Jose State that can kind of open it up, throw it around the park. Much more comfortable for them uh, going up against a team like New Mexico that's going to do the run-based scheme without a ton. New Mexico really has no, like zero skill talent a wide receiver whatsoever. Oh, so, um, yeah, I unfortunately uh, – don't get me wrong, I, I've got uh, – I, I had New Mexico, New Mexico last week with you, um, and actually have some of that. Yeah, yeah, the regular season win too. I'm. This is not a, a spot I'd be super interested, even at the the three three and a half to play them here. Uh, so I agree with you. I think your Wyoming's uh, the better team, and they've been able to shut down teams that run these type of offenses uh, in the past for 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 many years. And cap wise, uh, I saw he has over two and a half wins. New Mexico still has New Mexico State, so I think you're okay with your over two and a half wins for. New Mexico. So I, I think you're all right there. Yeah. Rocky long Craig bull. I mean, it's, it's not something that I'm going to be, it'll be maybe on one of my five TVs. Maybe I doubt it uh, on Saturday night. <laughs> Let's get the best. <laughs> I doubt it. Let's get the best bets. We teased it. And I think we got a double best bet this week. And that is the Tennessee LSU game. I love that. The number came off a of key three. I love fading an LSU team that had no business last week winning let uh, a game against Auburn. And when you get outstated by a pathetic Auburn team like they did, I like the situational spot too for Tennessee off a of bye and focus in on this game. 
LSU, meanwhile, playing their sixth consecutive week. And one more thing, it is not going to be Saturday night in Death Valley. It is an 11 a.m. start time, local time. So the crowd will be a little sleepy there for LSU. Tennessee, for me, at two and a half. I, I love the bet. One of my favorite bets on the board. What say you? I, I, I can't believe this, Steve. I, and I know we know who did it. I can't believe this. people bought LSU through the three. I, I cannot believe it. I thought, you know, there were some – Three and a half, some fours flickering yesterday. I would still get, I bet some three yesterday. I added a lot more money line and, and two, two and a half today. Um, this is, I agree. This is one, like, since the, the James Madison play, one of the favorite plays of, of the last month um, of just, I, I can't believe this went back through three. I agree. Like, there were so many, you know, not only situational factors here. I don't think, I, 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 I can't believe this, this LSU team. I mean, just, it, it's one of those things that, a number of key factors line up. I think I think the number's short. I think the situational spot is great. I don't think LSU's offense can keep, you know, Tennessee's gonna gonna struggle with teams that can go run up and down and score with them and you know maybe, yeah. maybe make their defense break. That's not LSU. Um and, and I agree you said six straight week there. This is a spot where once Tennessee gets it rolling that that I could see them just just running over here. I'll have some tennis, you know, like some fun alternate line spreads here. This is one I could see just tendency housing them out of the building. And I'm gonna, I have to get, I hate Brian Kelly. I will give the man some credit. He has, he has turned what I thought could be a very ugly year. He's been able to somewhat write the ship. Um, still get ugly. But I think this upcoming is. upcoming schedule. Yeah, no, I know. They've got some game, And I think this is the first one where, where it sets. I know Tennessee had some early, you know, competitive games too. They got the rest. They got the break they needed here. Uh, and I think they – and Jaden Daniels got banged up at them. I mean, he was at the end of yep. – you know, he came out of the game at the end of last week, and he was taking hit after hit. He looks – and Tennessee, what did they do in the pit game? Brought the house every play until Slovis was out of the game. They will do the exact same thing yep. defensively with a wounded Daniels. He is going to – they're going to they, – all they did was Slovis. Hit him, hit him, hit Even if they're giving up plays, they don't care because of the brand of offense they run. They're just going to hit you. I will. I would. I, if you had gave me a prop, will Jaden Daniels finish the game on Saturday? I would take the no <laughs> because I think he's going to take too many hits in this one. Tennessee should be able to to do what they want on offense. Um, yeah, I agree. I, I I I'm shocked that that this got bet through the three uh, two two and a half is fantastic. I'm glad it's stuck around here for uh, for people who watch the show to get some. Absolutely. A couple of key injuries for Tennessee, wide receiver, cornerback. But again, that's not moving the needle significantly for me. Matchup to me, I couldn't agree more. And that would be my concern LSU moving forward. That's the second game in a row that Jaden Daniels has been banged up in. When we look at his stature, you can run around on Arizona State in the Pac-12. You cannot run. Their best offensive play is a Jaden Daniels scramble. That cannot yeah. last and hold up through an SEC West schedule, in my opinion. So 4-1, kudos to Brian Kelly. He's doing a good job now. I just – I, I have my doubts moving forward with, with this schedule that's coming up for them starting this week with Tennessee. Second best bet. What do you got? You go for it. You go, I, right. right. you go first on this one here. All right, right. I'll Take go. It. You lead me. Lead me to the promised land. Well, I'm going to go with a total. I'm going to go Florida State-NC State game. I'm going to go over. I thought both teams were pretty deliberate with pace last week. But I thought both teams could have been even a little bit more productive uh, offensively than what they were. NC State ended up getting to the over. I mean, obviously, Wake Forest, uh, Wake Forest, Florida State game didn't even come close. I just think it's a little short. I made it 54. I bet it on the open, 51 and a half. I think 52 is a relatively key number. Uh, I, I just, it's an important game. I could see it, but Florida State's defense still banged up a little bit. 
They've been through it week after week. I, I can see them, you know, NC State hopefully going with a little bit more pace than what they did last week. But <laughs> it's just one where it's it's stuck there. It's look the the board is moving, folks. I know we're saying this on a Monday, but my goodness, is the board light up on a Monday morning compared to what it did in past years? So a lot of stuff has been moving. This is one that hasn't yet that I bet yesterday, and I still think it's holding some value here. Uh, man, I win bet at 51 and a half is really good. I mean, that's the number that I bet yesterday. So 52 yeah, no, is still good. I, I think, you know, the NC State, you'll see what we, you know, you talked about versus Clemson. Florida State's not a team that, that can do – I mean, there's, there should be nobody else really in the ACC uh, that can do to them what Clemson did. Uh, I mean, it was – they couldn't – it's a big issue. Like they had no pass pro uh, against Clemson, where uh, they just had to get. I mean, if you look at the amount of short throws that Leary had, yeah. it was like his whole the whole day was just check down, check down, check down. Uh, made it super easy to defend for Clemson. No explosiveness. That's a totally different game against Florida State, who's now missing uh, a lot of key contributors. Uh, some guy on defense. So I agree with you there, and especially the tempo should be uh, up on that one. So yeah, no, I like your over there. I think. Um, you probably get a bit of a discount because of uh, you know how, how lethargic NC State was over the the Clemson game, but um, yeah, I don't mind that one uh, for sure to get some over there. Yeah, I mean the pace was basically almost like a service academy game. We still got to the window on the over, so I, yeah. I just there were still I I didn't think Leary played that bad of a game. I mean he was just under duress all game, so uh, I don't know. It's just to me, it's almost like a gut feel after both teams played like they did the week before, I think we get more of an up-and-down game, similar to Florida State-Louisville game from a couple weeks ago, up and down the field. So uh, over for me. You want me to give out another one? No, I got you. I got you. I wanted to, I, right. I wanted you to set something up because of uh, how disgusting this one was going to be uh, and wanted to make sure the number was <laughs> still there. Uh, I, I played South Florida at 28. Um, I know they're coming off oh, a, yeah. a horrific performance there. Um I can't get to four touchdowns versus Cincinnati. Uh, and I know Cincinnati's been good. Just the style of football that Cincinnati plays. Um, I know USF's got injuries. Um, and, and obviously coming off a bad performance to me, like I think we're just getting too much uh, of a discount here after, after South Florida's been, been in a bad stretch of form and some injuries. I, I can't get to 28 uh, against Cincinnati here, who's just – I mean – don't get me wrong. They, 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 they've handled their business, uh, you know, in a number of – but, I, I mean, the level of opponent – they've gone up against Kennesaw State. Then they played Miami, Ohio, who had uh, some injuries going on there. Then they had Indiana. And then Tulsa with, the, you know, the quarterback comes out of the game. And so, for me, uh, this is one that that I just got to play the number. I got to play the four touchdowns. Um, I, 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 I can't get to it. I can't get – this is very similar to me – to uh to Arizona State last week, who I play, who like like I, I can't give you you know a ton of reasons like last week why I liked Arizona State other than the number got too high for me in a game that I thought they were going to have one matchup advantage, be able to run the ball. It's another one where I think the number's too high against a team that I don't love to cover four touchdowns. They just don't play the brand of football that unless they're going up against an absolute peasant team you know or an fcs team or something that that i think they should be laying that you know this type of number uh so we'll see if south florida can get right a little bit um and just again they're not going to win the game i just think they stick around here and cover four tds couldn't agree more love love the bet i was hoping they would tick another half point and get 28 and a half but i'm still fine 28 my numbers i mean the beauty look lines get tighter this time of year but the also the beauty is you can do some you know data uh, like comparison to, between lines 
Two weeks ago, South Florida's getting 24 at Florida, a game that they almost could have won outright. And, and I'm here to tell you, I mean, if Cincinnati's laying four on a neutral to Florida, I'm betting Florida. So yep. it tells you at 28 here that there's some value on South Florida. And I know Jeff Scott, their head coach, has been disappointing. Yep. He might get fired at the end of the year. But, I mean, Jerry Bohannon can throw the football. They can score. They can get a backdoor be wide open. I mean, it no, was – No, this is, this is what – like, you know, I, I love, first of all, I, I think that's a great point because you looked that, – that my you know, some of the rationale last week with Arizona State was like, what was this game two or three weeks ago? What was the line in this game two yeah. or three weeks ago if Arizona State played USC last week? Probably like 14. And then last week it's ticking up to, you know, 26 at some points. You know, what is this line if, if USF and Cincinnati are playing two or three weeks ago? Probably 17, 17 and a half, something, yeah. 18, where where now, you know, you're it's it's bumped up, uh, you know, an additional 10 points um, where it's just in the range where we're against a, a team that, that I don't respect offensively that much. Uh, it just got, they've had a super soft schedule since Arkansas. Uh, and I, I got to play it. And I played against Cincinnati last week. I, I get it. You know, I was, you know, the quarterback thing and it was right near the number, but I watched the game. Tulsa got stopped on fourth and goal at the one Tulsa threw a pick six. So Cincinnati in the last three weeks has not impressed me in any of the games. And I bet, uh, I bet on Cincinnati against my Ohio. I bet on them against Indiana. So it's not like I'm very anti Cincinnati here. So, I think it's another good best bet. So let me just recap. We got TCU that we both agree on. We got Tennessee we both agree on. We both agree on the total. I think I'm a little bit stronger than you are, and you got full agreement from me, South Florida. Any other ones, or do we got a disagreement here? I was going to say I was looking for one to, uh, to, to play back on here, one that I, I, you know, I saw somebody in the comment mentioned, and I, I hate to uh, – I hate it because I've got UNLV at a bunch of uh, absurd numbers to win the the Mountain West. I think they could be in trouble this weekend uh, at, at San Jose State. There's a San Jose the State team so. that, yeah, the market seemed to be finally catching up on, on San Jose State. Uh, I know some people that, uh, you know, some bond modeling people I respect they have been playing in for a few weeks. Now it, it's getting to the point there. I think there's some some five and a half. I, I hate uh, – Hey, some of the this is a team that you know UNLV team that is near and true. I know you're in the building. A uh, team that I've got a lot of uh, a lot of future investment in. Uh, I think this is Six a game and a half that, a bookmaker. Holy cow! Yeah, yeah. I I think I, I would place you know so there's still some five and a halfs a couple of places. Um, I I was again. It's one where my heart wants that wants UNLV to to be in it, but San Jose State seems to be elevating their level of play every week. Um, and it's a UNLV team that that has, you know, we're probably a bit fortunate against Utah State. A um, little bit of a, you know, they got down early against New Mexico. Um, this is a another level uh, relative in the Mountain West where there's, you know, there's usually it's just garbage about it. This is another level of team that I think is playing the best football in the Mountain West at the moment, San Jose State, going into this one. Um, so, unfortunately, I think they could be in some trouble. I'm okay if, uh, you know, grabbing some five and a half are out of there. There you go. Oh, man, I want to disagree with you. I, I mean, full transparency, I bet you want to be on the open. I fat-fingered it because I was trying to bet the under. The under has moved like five, <laughs> six points. I, like, hit it twice. And when you're trying to make bets, you know, I make like 60 bets in a matter of like 10 minutes on the mm-hmm. open. I made a mistake, obviously. I mean, San Jose State – has been steamed absolutely on the last couple of weeks against Western Michigan uh, and also Wyoming. I bet in both those games, and the line moved with me like five, six points. So 
Uh, I made a mistake there, but I mean, my numbers are definitely at six and a half. I would actually, I mean, I certainly would take UNLV there, but you're, you're right. I think it might be a bad spot for them. You know, short week on the road, San Jose state's been much better than expected. Yeah. I, I want to disagree with you, but I'm not, I will, I'll give you one more. And I know the numbers gotten away from us and I'm hoping to get some disagreement from you. I'm going back to it. I will take the Utah Utes as a best bet. I will even lay the four and a half. If that's the best line we can get, I'm hoping you can come back on UCLA. I just, to me, I mean, power play three. Are you kidding me? Uh, <laughs> we'll take four though. I, I will lay four <laughs> in the matchup. I just think Utah is the more proven commodity. They're not Washington with a first year coach playing their first tough game of the season. I, I just think, you know, even without Keithy, the tight end, they have some more proven depth than what they've had in past years. I, I just think it, it, it's a, a, a brand of football that UCLA is not going to be accustomed to playing. I mean, Washington even is more pass happy. So Utah for me. Uh, yeah, you I, know I what? It's I, it probably I guess earlier the numbers are not in a, a, a playable range for where I play it right now. But I I will agree with on the factor of they're coming against a, a much much different type of team than Washington was last week, where UCLA who's not usually one to impose their will, uh, was able to in that game. This is going to be a little different. And I will say, the Utes, defensively, maybe I not as classic, as, as good of, you know, this is a team that I thought has been pretty elite defensively as, as, in terms of a Pac-12 team for a while. Um, whereas, now nah, this year's defense has been, uh, you know, uh, a bit of a step back, but... I, again, I, I'm I don't want to overreact too much to what I saw out of UCLA uh, against Washington, Washington team that was probably running a bit hot when you look back at who they've played. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a significant different challenge in terms of the scheme and style of play that that normally UCLA wouldn't be up for. I might be uh, a little too too optimistic after that um, after that game, uh, you know, on the Saturday against Washington. One I wanted to ask you about. All right. And this is one that I will say early return. I didn't think the, the Davis Brin injury was, was significant at the end of the game in Tulsa. One that steamed uh, like this morning that I can't, I think Navy is horrid, like, like absolutely horrid. And this is a triple out. And I know they've somehow managed to stick in games, uh, against Air Force and East Carolina, they come back. But, like, if you look at how those games both played out, uh, if one is triple option versus triple option, and the other one they were able to kind of score to make it a game here and get a cover, uh, this Navy team, it, like, if you want to run uh, a, a significant, you need either – you need one of two things. You need either an explosive player at, that they had at quarterback, which they used to have in Malcolm, but they don't have now. Or you need to be like Air Force's version where you have a quarterback that can – Still, you know, like uh, to name this game, but throw a bit to be able to make some plays uh, in the air or have some other guys where like Army. This Navy team can't do any of that. They have like the worst version of the triple option I've seen. If Bryn plays in this game, I, I'm, I am told I, I grabbed some four just at the chance that he would be healthy to play because I didn't want to miss any updates or get away from it. Ah, uh, this is even. Even if he doesn't, I'm, I'm having trouble getting a four here. Talk me into why people are, are steaming Navy here. I get it if Bryn is out. If he does play, this is way short for me. Uh, and I think one the, to, to get a house call. Because Navy hasn't – they haven't shown – even against teams that, that aren't particularly, like, good at stopping the run, they haven't been able to, like, 
run it up uh, on anybody. So I know they've stuck around a couple ugly ones. Tell me what you what you got here. I bet Navy on the open at seven. Uh, pure numbers play. Diving into it further, both coaches have been here a while. So, I mean, I'm not a big past history, series history guy, but when both coaches have been there, Navy's won six of the last seven, even though I think Tulsa's been a favorite in a majority of them. So there might be some series thing there. I, I can't speak for anybody else why they're betting it. I'm guessing it's the Bryn situation at quarterback. But I Navy plus seven was a go for me. It's not now. You're not going to hear me say, oh, you're dead wrong. I mean, it, it's getting – I'll probably, I would play back Tulsa at three. I can tell you that. I hear you. I think Navy stinks. I'm, I'm still ticked that they beat East Carolina because uh, I play Navy under their season win total, and it might be a bad matchup if Bryn plays. So maybe some over a little bit. Uh, if Bryn plays, I mean, Tulsa's offense give Navy some big-time problems. I, I agree. I mean, this is a t- they only put up 13 against Memphis and, and let them throw for over 400 yards. They lost 14-7 to Delaware, who, uh, don't get me wrong, respectable FCS team, but weren't, you know, weren't able to, to pre- like, they were averaging three yards a, a carry in that game against Delaware. Like, I, I just, I can't, even if they're able to have some success, if Bryn's able to play, I, I have, I just, it's hard for me to believe that they can keep up, uh, relative to, to what this Tulsa offense has showed. Uh, um, and especially, like, in games where, you know, against Cincinnati, obviously a much better defense. Uh, you know, when Tulsa's gone up against teams that that, that don't have uh, particularly good defenses, they've been able to to run it. I mean, dropped a 54 spot on Jacksonville State. Uh, we're able to go up and down the field in Northern Illinois. We're able to drop 37 on Wyoming, even though they were giving up a bunch. Uh, like, I just – I can't see Navy keeping up here, assuming Bryn plays. That's one um, – I agree. You know, if you got a full seven there, it's one thing. But now, now around um, four, uh, that'll be one I'll be closely monitoring. A couple more before we hit the road here. Uh, in the chat, Stephen Robinson, Nebraska three at Rutgers. I played Nebraska pick at open threes when I made it, so I'm not going to play it now. Uh, FanDuel open San Jose State plus three and a half. Do you, you got FanDuel in Michigan? Yeah, yeah, we do. What are, been, what are the limits for these uh, openers? And they're not great unless you're uh, <laughs> yeah. you're you're uh, you know willing to make a drive down there. But yeah, they they they've been trying their hat at some like you know uh, early stuff. But yeah, I mean it's not unless you're uh, you know uh, Joey Kiosk wearing a, wearing a, you know a costume to go in and hit the kiosk there. Uh, you know that it's it's hard to to get a lot down on. But yeah, they've been trying their hand at uh, and some of them uh, are not great. Fair enough. I'm interested. I Ohio opens up. I'm Ohio guy. I grew up not too far from you. Uh, I'm anxious to see. What yeah, I was going to say like Ohio. So it should be like the the cum de grave. Uh, I'm like hearing to... I'm hearing grocery stores in Ohio. Yeah, yeah, kiosk everywhere. Like 20 different. Like yeah. it's supposed to be. Uh, you know, like a New Jersey light there, where uh, you know you can get. So I might be. You know, it's only a. Uh, an hour drive, I might be spending a lot of time in the, the old stomping grounds in Toledo there. It might give me a Toledo apartment if that comes to fruition. That's funny. Uh, growing up outside of Toledo, I never thought I'd ever want to move back. But there is a possibility, <laughs> folks, if this lives up, if this is going to be a situation where you can bet at the grocery store. The Midwest <laughs> Vegas, baby. Toledo, Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. Any other games? Any other lasting impressions? Last thoughts uh, before we get out of here? I don't think so. I think that uh, that about covers it. Uh, obviously, some some injury situations to monitor there. Oh, uh, Cunningham and, for Louisville. Check that uh, yeah. for, for listeners and viewers. That line right now is saying he's not going to play with yeah, them only yeah. favored by three at a terrible Virginia team. 
make sure you're monitoring that. I, I can tell you this. I want to play Louisville, even though they were a dis disgusting piece of crap last week. That, I mean, two and a half of pro line, that's very light. But that is telling you that Cunningham, at the very best, is questionable. But that actually is saying doubtful. Yeah, you know, I got I to look in the uh, – see who was who, – do you remember a backup offhand to see – Oh God, he was uh, he was brutal. Uh, I was wanting to see how uh, Brock Dorman played in in relief of Cunningham. Uh, one for eight, nineteen yards and a pick. So yeah, yikes. Uh, yeah, that uh, yeah, Conley kid. That Conley kid has played in the past when Cunningham's been banged up. He's been okay. Yeah, I was gonna say because I, I mean obviously I'm not a huge uh, you know Malik Cunningham guy to begin with, but. Um, yeah. Uh, obviously, you know, if, if that's what they're going to get uh, out of production, yeah, then you could see. But, no, I totally agree with you. Three, a little one he, for the road. Here's what could happen, though. They announced Cunningham out. Market will act like, oh, that's brand-new news. Let's fire in Virginia. I don't care who the hell the backup is. If I get that game at pick, I don't care if they're with their third-string quarterback. I'm bad in Louisville. Tony Elliott is a piece of garbage. I mean, I know that. I lost to Kanish last week with Tony Elliott. So, I mean, come on. That line's ridiculous. Yeah, no, I, I mean, and that's, I mean, Louisville is one of their stop areas. Like, they beat UCF because that D-line was able to eat. I mean, what are they going to do to uh, this Virginia offensive line, which yeah. has been uh, – Under. I can in, say maybe right now under might be the best play. That I, I told that's where I was going to go with it right there was, boom, if, if – even if even if Cunningham plays, I kind of love by it. Yeah, if he's out, uh, then that that those, there's some fifty ones out there. The under, you'll see that drop by a touchdown if if he's not going to play. You got anything else? No, I think that about uh, that about wraps it. Let's do, all right. Well, that was hit the books. He is the one, the I just the man, the myth, the legend. I was going to say the one. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what he is the one he's the one over BP in these head-to-head -head matchups we got another one coming up this uh, on Wednesday UCF SMU I'll be rooting for UCF although I think the, the market agrees with Kanish on that one that'll do it for hit the books for a Monday he's Joey Kanish I'm Brad Powers part of the Hammer Betting Network we'll see you next Monday good stuff yeah.